Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the second book of Maccabees, it happened that seven brothers with their mother were arrested and tortured with whips and scourges by the king to force them to eat pork in violation of God's law. Most admirable and worthy of everlasting remembrance was the mother who saw her seven sons perish in a single day, yet bore it courageously because of her hope in the Lord. Filled with a noble spirit that stirred her womanly heart with manly courage, She exhorted each of them in the language of their ancestors with these words. I did not know how you came into existence in my womb. It was not I who gave you the breath of life, nor was it I who set in order the elements of which each of you is composed. Therefore, since it is the creator of the universe who shapes each man's beginning, as he brings about the origin of everything, he in his mercy will give you back both breath and life, because you now disregard yourselves for the sake of his law. Antiochus, suspecting insult in her words, thought he was being ridiculed. As the youngest brother was still alive, the king appealed to him, not with mere words, but with promises on oath, to make him rich and happy. If he would abandon his ancestral customs, he would make him his friend and entrust him with high office. When the youth paid no attention to him at all, the king appealed to the mother, urging her to advise her boy to save his life. After he had urged her for a long time, she went through the motions of persuading her son. In derision of the cruel tyrant, she leaned over close to her son and said in their native language, Son, have pity on me, who carried you in my womb for nine months, nursed you for three years, brought you up educated, and supported you to your present age. I beg you, child, to look at the heavens and the earth and see all that is in them. Then you will know that God did not make them out of existing things, and in the same way the human race came into existence. Do not be afraid of this executioner, but be worthy of your brothers and accept death, so that in the time of mercy I may receive you again with them. She had scarcely finished speaking when the youth said, What are you waiting for? I will not obey the king's command. I obey the command of the law given to our fathers through Moses. But you, who have contrived every kind of affliction for the Hebrews, will not escape the hands of God. The word of the Lord. The climatic scene at the end of Tolkien's The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, featured King Aragorn and his small army waiting outside the gates of Mordor, an evil forsaken land ruled by the all-seeing eye, Sauron, S-A-U-R-O-N. Sauron had his grip on the world due to a gold ring that men in their thirst for worldly power could not resist possessing. A small young man from the countryside, a hobbit, a halfling named Frodo, was given the suicide mission of destroying the ring. He had to sneak into Mordor and carry the ring up Mount Doom and throw it into the fire. That was the only way the ring could be destroyed. When the gates of Mordor opened and thousands of demon-like soldiers marched out, King Aragorn's greatly outnumbered soldiers fearfully started backing up. That is when the king had to chase after them and give them courage. He shouted, my brothers, I see in your eyes the same fear that would take the heart of me. A day may come when the courage of men fails, when we forsake our friends and break all bonds of fellowship. But it is not this day. An hour of wolves and shattered shields when the age of men comes crashing down. But it is not this day. This day we fight. 
by all that you hold dear on this good earth, I bid you stand, men of the West. With his troops restored, the king then froze. He could hear Sauron whispering in his ear, tempting him with earthly power. Here was the moment of decision. What would King Aragorn do? His king ancestor gave in to temptation, later dying a violent and ugly death. Would King Aragorn fall like his ancestor did? After all, failure was in his blood. With his soldiers' eyes riveted on him, the king turned around and faced them. With tears welling up in his eyes, he said, For Frodo. Then with both hands on his broadsword, he took off running, charging into the demon army. And his soldiers yelling war cries, they followed him. While the battle waged and all seemed lost below, up on Mount Doom, Frodo managed to get the ring thrown into the fire. Sauron's all-seeing eye tower then collapsed, as well as the gates of Mordor, and all the demon soldiers were swallowed up by the earth. The world of men was saved. Now, it's interesting if one reads the books of one and two Maccabees, he will find a great adventure story full of heroism and sacrifice. It recounts the uprising of a small remnant of Jews who refused the government mandate to practice paganism. Yesterday's reading at Mass was about the old man Eleazar, who chose torture and death rather than to scandalize others by forsaking his Jewish faith. Today, we heard about the seven brothers who, with hope in the resurrection and encouragement from their mother, bravely faced martyrdom. Throughout Maccabees, the leader of the revolt, Judas Maccabeus, constantly had to give motivational speeches to his greatly outnumbered troops. In chapter 3 of 1st Maccabees, facing a huge Syrian army, whose leader's name was, interestingly enough, Seron, S-E-R-O-N, Judas gave a rousing speech, and when he was finished, he suddenly rushed upon Seron and his army, which was crushed. In poll after poll, The Lord of the Rings was voted the best book of the 20th century. If you're wondering where the author, J.R.R. Tolkien, got a good portion of his material, you can find it in the book of Maccabees, the book that demonstrates Jewish belief in the resurrection, in creation, and prayers for the faithful departed. The best prayer for the faithful departed, the best prayer for anyone, living or dead, is the holy sacrifice of Mass. At Mass, the king gives a great motivational speech to shore up our courage. You see, we are tentative because due to our ancestor Adam's original sin, failure is in our blood. But with both hands on his cross, Christ charges up the Mount Doom of Calvary, and we follow behind him with renewed confidence. For whereas the king's ancestor, the first Adam, failed, the new Adam, Jesus Christ, does not. At the holy sacrifice of mass, demons flee, swallowed up in the abyss, and hell's gates come crashing down. At mass, the world of men is saved, but not by faith alone. No, as soldiers of Christ, we have to follow behind our king. A day may come when the courage of men fails, when we forsake our friends and break all bonds of fellowship. But it is not this day. An hour of wolves and shattered shields when the age of men comes crashing down. But it is not this day. This day we fight. By all that you hold dear on this good earth, I bid you stand, men of the West. <laughs> 